0: you're listening to the digital data cafe podcast where we talk about everything data driven in your world join us each week to hear from the world's top business and industry leaders on why using data in a digital world matters here's your host albert thompson
1: Good afternoon. Thank you again. This is another episode of the Digital Data Cafe. I am your host, Albert Thompson. I'm uh, super excited. I'm here with Steve Apicella, CEO, founder of Strategic DX, also known as Your Dealer Experience or YDE. Steve, thanks for joining us today. How are
0: you? Boy, cool, Albert. Great to be here, brother.
1: No, it's exciting. We were just uh, connected over there at Digital Dealer in Tampa and it was a it was uh, very interesting having some of the conversations that you and I were having about the industry and customer journey. I think that's part of the reason why we're here today. So I'm, I'm super stoked to have you. But for those that are listening, um, you know, if you don't mind, I'd love for them to kind of get a little bit of background on, on who's Steve Apicella and, and what's your dealership experience,
0: you know, to, to give the most time to the content and the purpose and the mission. I'll say that, you know, I've been an industry contributor since the 90s. And truthfully, Albert, I love what we do. Um, it's every day is Saturday for me. You know, that, that's the cool part about being passionate about what your purpose-driven mission is. And for us, it's filling this vast vacancy where there's so much energy applied to customer acquisition. The industry throws Everything, including the kitchen sink, at acquiring a customer, it occupies all of our attention. But I challenge the industry, then what? What okay. is supposed to happen next? And I'm so inspired by that and so driven by that. I've you know built a company to help resolve that topic and to give a solution. You know, it's something I know you're very data-driven. That's right. So am I. But I think data without process is just data. Just and data. I think process without data is misguided.
1: Ah, I love that. But I love we that. We
0: do, we do have to have inside the dealership world, inside the OEM world, and inside the dealer support community, AKA vendors, okay. we have to know what we're contributing to. And this is where again, my challenge and and my Um, drive is answering this very important question, which is, is our industry's mission to only sell a car and maybe a couple of F&I products or to also earn a reoccurring customer? This is not semantics. They're very different missions. And we have to decide which one are we on? Are we just selling cars? Because it feels a lot like that. And everybody desires the loyalty, everybody wants the lifetime customer, but are we doing what it takes to earn that and the one of the things that I love about it is it is relatable to everybody listening to this Mm -hmm. is there are so many great examples and I say this because I think we have a great industry Albert I'm not the guy that thinks. Everything's broken. That's not the way I feel at all. I think we're doing a lot of things great, right. but I think we're missing a lot of opportunities too. And one of those that's really inspirational to everybody is Amazon. right? Now people don't always like to use Amazon and talk about the auto industry because they think it's disconnected, but in truth it's not right. Um, Amazon is a trillion dollar plus retailer, the Titan retailer in our world. Why? not because they can sell something one time. Mm -hmm. It's not what makes them a trillion dollar company. Amazon figured out the desired customer engagement before and after the sale that keeps their customers coming back again and again and again. If Amazon didn't have the reoccurring customer, they wouldn't be the trillion dollar Titan they are today. Not even close. And anybody listening to this, the question is, and I don't know anybody, right? How often do you engage with Amazon? Yeah. I promise you, it wasn't one time. You do it over and over and over again. And what our industry needs to look at and learn from is that today, Amazon's not the cheapest resource any longer online. That's right. But Yet people come back again and again and again. It's because of the customer experience and the connected customer journey before and after the sale that gives us confidence and inspires us To continually do that. And one more thing to make it relatable Mm -hmm. is this isn't just something in the cloud, Amazon. Amazon is chock full of brick and mortar and people to deliver its products and services. That's not very different from our automotive industry. It's not. And
1: uh, I, you know, and I'm so excited um, about this, right. Cause I think you and I, you know, we've been going back and forth. We've had conversations and and they've been um, you know, inspiring, but I agree with you, right. Our industry is doing very exciting things um, on the technology fronts. Um, you know, and, and we're seeing some very exciting things about how we're trying to help, you know, sell cars. But I think we, you and I have been talking about, right. Is that fundamental question, right. Are we just selling cars and your passion, right. On, um, We've got to think bigger than just that micro moment of that journey of just selling. And how do we get to that Amazon? Because
0: modern retailing Albert is not a one-time transaction. Modern retailing are those multiple touch points that should continue throughout the ownership journey and not feel like disconnected parts. You know, it's um, for me, it's an architectural topic in our industry. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm wrong. Dealers, run service and sales, like two separate companies under one roof.
1: Well, I mean,
0: fundamentally they
1: they do, absolutely. They don't even like
0: each other in most cases. No, they don't. (laughs) And the problem with that is, is from the customer's perspective that after I complete the sales portion of the dealer's business to the consumer, it feels like the transaction and therefore the relationship is concluded. Right. You did your part. You sold me a car. I did my part. I bought it. I bought a car and that's it. that's it. But the question and the challenge is, is selling a customer a car, maybe a couple of F&I products where the dealer customer journey should end or simply just begin? And actions and processes speak louder than words. Everybody wants the lifetime customer. Right. But what are we doing to earn it. Now you use an example. We talked about this before we got started here, digital retailing. I love digital retailing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great contribution to our industry, not to replace those who want the in-person engagement. That's not the proposition. It's not adopt digital retailing and lock your front doors. Nobody is oh, saying that. Oh. What it is, is to cast a wider net for those people, whether it's 3% or 5% or someday 10 or 15 or 20 do we want to abandon those folks? No, we want to embrace them, cast a wider net, give them a tool to engage the way they want to engage. I applaud that. And I think it's a great contribution to our industry. Here's the challenge. Mm -hmm. The digital experience associated to digital retailing abruptly ends with the sale of the vehicle. It further substantiates that that's the end. That you've concluded the road. Yep. It's done.
1: I did my and part. I came in. I chose my terms. I picked my interest. I put my down payment. I either picked up the car, or had the car delivered. We're done. That's it. You've done your part. I've done mine.
0: And here's the, again, that fundamental problem. Our industry can refine the hell out of the sales process yep. and separately refine the hell out of the service process, but there's still a gap in between the two. Hmm. And this is what our platform, Your Dealer Experience does, leveraging technology to improve the in-person engagement and connect the disconnected parts of that ownership journey so the customer knows clearly that selling them a car was just the beginning, not the end. And we have to do that in such a simple, organic way that connects the dots. The most important relationship in the auto sales industry is between the dealer and their customer period and it's our responsibility my responsibility your responsibility and everybody else in the dealer support community to strengthen that centric relationship leading the dealer to more revenue and more meaningful retention tell me i'm wrong this is what we're all doing right no matter what we're contributing this is what we're contributing to or we're supposed to be
1: well, and, and yeah. listen, I'm going to be the the, the devil's advocate. You know, I yeah. had a a, a small used store, so I'm not pretending to be a franchise dealership. But, yeah. You know, but look, I played my part right? Uh, Steve, you know, look, I've got my F&I guy. I've got him in the box. I've trained him. I've had my people come in and, and, and walk them through the, the the menu selling, right? right. Uh, I've got my service manager. He's working on, you know, abandoned ROs. We, we're doing our part. I mean, what more can we do? I can't force this customer to engage. And
0: I think Albert, you know, this yeah. is the, and I love that you say this because yeah. I think this is our challenge. Our mental challenge for the industry is our industry's really good about refining the processes that we know. But what about the gaps that are missing? So when I talk about F&I, here's what I would say. And the reason why F&I, it's a part of what we do, it's a mm-hmm. significant part of what we do. Why? Because it's a significant part of what a dealer does, right? right? F&I revenue is a critical financial work center for every single dealership. That's right. Here's my challenge. If F&I revenue is so critical, no matter what your guy in the box does, right? No matter how good they are, right? If it's so critical to a dealer's financial position, if it's equally critical to a customer's ownership experience and equally critical to the customer's loyalty to the dealer, we want all those things, right? Right. If it's so critical, why do we leave it to just that tiny moment of the F&I menu presentation alone? It's ridiculous. And I want to be clear. I'm never saying to stop the F&I menu presentation. Of course, we must do that. But should it reside to just... That micro moment, and that's a mistake for our industry because how many times does a customer not buy an F and I product because of time constraints, funding constraints, or simply fatigue constraints that they've just gone through a three-hour car buying process and they want to wrap up the paperwork and get the hell out of there?
1: Yeah, you know, I I gotta tell you, you know, it's funny that you brought that up. I fatigue. I mean. I personally can, can attest to that. You know, it's like two, three hours here. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I just look, I, I would maybe possibly buy this. I might consider buying this, but I just honestly, right now, I don't have the mental brain and right
0: now it. until our platform F and I revenue and the availability of these products resides in that micro moment alone. Should a customer have intuitive access to all their purchased F and I products, on their smartphone in one view, even if they're powered by multiple administrators in 2022. Why not? Of course they should, right? Of course. But in most cases that doesn't happen, even though we're in thousands of dealerships say we're just scratching the surface. But then by direct extension, should that customer or service advisor be able to engage in digital service when needed on that application? Not the analog anarchy of 1-800 numbers and phone queues and call hold wait times and manual claim processing, which diminish the ownership experience and the dealer-customer relationship, not strengthen it. But more importantly, Albert, if we can show a customer or service advisor for the first time in the industry, in one view, here's all the products that you did buy, Right. we can also uniquely show them and intuitively and intelligently offer them all the FI products they didn't buy after the point of vehicle sale. Yes, right on their smart device in 2022. Let them explore it, let them understand it, and then let them make their financial vote and buy it. And here's the results of it. We're not selling service contracts and warranties like the industry likes to pursue like five years down the road when somebody's coming out of their warranty. We're capturing them in the first 15 to 30 days from when they purchase their vehicle. And when customers buy F&I products, remember, we're not an F&I company. We're not a provider. We're facilitating, connecting the disconnected parts of the journey. Use who you want to use. Sell what products you want to sell, but make them available for crying out loud beyond just that micro moment. Customers, when they buy these at large numbers in our platform, we ask them one digital survey at the end. We get a very high response rate, 83%. Over 95% of those 83, the whole industry should pull up a chair and take note of this. Yep. They say the reason why they didn't buy this product or products when they purchased their vehicle is because they didn't know they were available. See, now, that doesn't mean it wasn't presented to them. It just means in that micro moment, after that three-hour car buying process or whatever it was, they couldn't they were just turned off. They weren't listening. They weren't, they weren't a part of it. So, but given the opportunity in one view, here's what the products are, learn about them with transparency. You can finance them. You can purchase them all on your smartphone. Well, and and Um, this is long. This is again, I'm very proud of what we created, but truth is this is long overdue. I had somebody very prominent in the industry that recently saw our platform and when he first said the, his first sentence, uh, my heart skipped a beat because I thought I failed in my uh, delivery. He said, Steve, this is not the future of the automotive industry, is not. And I was like, my, my heart skipped a beat. And then he said, after a pause, this is the way it should have always been.
1: It's the way it should have always been.
0: You know, uh, you're, we're, you're- we're too much of a transactional and not enough of a relationship driven business. We want to be relationship driven But the truth is we're measuring success by transactions. We don't ask ourselves, how many customers did we earn last month? We ask ourselves, how many cars did we sell last month? We're not measuring this, not proverbial low-hanging fruit. It's the actual low-hanging revenue fruit, which is the customers that we already have. And we can't, Albert, we talked about this before, Mm -hmm. We can't be okay with right now, our industry, if we're being soberingly honest, it's right now, step one, customer acquisition. And we throw everything at that. And then step two, customer abandonment. Yeah. Um, That can't be okay. We have the very essence that separates the brick and mortar dealers from the hundred percent online retailers. The very essence is the brick and mortar's unique ability to also locally service that customer better than anybody. The 100% online retailers for now are just selling cars. A challenge for our segment of the industry, are we just doing the same thing?
1: Yeah. At, um, yeah, we don't, and, yeah. And, and, and not to interrupt you, but he, here's the thing is too, um, this is fascinating, right? Because in, I've been involved with OEM rollouts uh, with digital retailing. And I could tell you one of the biggest pushbacks, Steve, that we would get, right, from from the dealers, and specifically in the digital retailing um, you know, box was, I don't want to give up my ability to have that conversation, that menu selling opportunity with my customer in the box and give it up to the customer to make the decision of what might be best for them. Instead, I want to explain what it is. I want to tell them how to buy it. And I want to sell it to them on the spot. Now, right. here's what, what I'm hearing from you is that we need to give these customers a second chance at bat. Right. Yeah.
0: Again. So, and you said it perfectly is I'm not telling anybody to stop the F&I menu presentation. Of course not. Right. But should that revenue, should that customer ownership experience benefit? And should that dealer connection loyalty reside only in that moment, which no. is the way it is today.
1: Yeah. Um, simply, and
0: I, we, we talked about this too, Albert, which I feel strong about is Um, You know, people like to throw around a lot of terms, right? Right. About AI and predictive analytics and, you know, machine learning and all that. The truth is fundamentally, if we want a relationship, business is built on relationships, correct? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. But good longstanding relationships require good communication. Tell me I'm wrong. Right now, after the sale, I've purchased three cars over the last two years, just because that's the cycle I've been in. I didn't choose the pandemic, but when I buy these cars, what I do is I don't tell the dealer that I'm buying it from that I'm in the business because I want to go through a car buying process and hopefully a car ownership process like a consumer does so I can learn from it and then contribute to it to make it better. And the one thing I went through three different car buying processes by choice. One was an auto FI to dealership um, sale process, one was an A to Z sync mm-hmm. sales process, and one was just completely traditional. I walked in the front door and it was traditional. Interesting. The one thing that they all had in common is that nobody has followed up with me after I left the dealership and bought the car. Is that so? That's not the way this relationship industry is built. And again, that's not Hmm. because of lack of desire, it's because of lack of process. That's right. Dealerships want the reoccurring customer. The problem is with these two separate departments, the sales department and their metrics and their KPIs successfully sell a car and then they're on to sell the next car. That's right. But who picks up the pieces and when? is the problem, when should customer loyalty begin? Newsflash, before the vehicle sale, not sometime thereafter. And again, use that Amazon reference that I said earlier, Amazon's secret sauce is that they're not trying to sell one thing. They've solved, look how much energy they've put <clears> into <throat> post-sales engagement. How easy is it to return something to Amazon? It's a piece of cake. They give you your money back before it even hits the dock at the Amazon Distribution Center. Why? Because they want you to make your next purchase with them, right? You know how the delivery process is going to work. It's seamless. We know exactly what to expect. And that creates an environment where customers aren't shopping Amazon. Amazon's not the cheapest. They trust the experience and they're willing to pay more money for it we must look at this and understand it and learn from it that our mission digitally is not digital retailing. That's, right. that's not the mission. The mission no. is digital life cycle, like to continue beyond that micro moment. If you look at the whole customer journey, the car buying process is a small sliver at the beginning. Well, and everybody knows, again, if I had fixed ops people on here, they would be like, hey, we work hard to take care of our customers. Right. And I agree, it's a critically important part of this ownership journey that brick and mortar dealers can do. But we can't just hope customers will come back because the statistics are telling us that most customers that are buying cars are not returning to their dealers thereafter. Why? It's not because of lack of desire, it's because of lack of continuity through that ownership journey and lack of process to properly deliver it. And that's what we do. you know. Whether it's digital messaging or a digital rewards program or engaging F&I products, or buying F&I products after the sale, the whole thing is to lead the customer back to the dealership over and over and over again. So that that becomes the natural place for the customer to go, not somewhere else, stay right at home with the dealer. Again, it's not the proverbial low-hanging fruit, right. it's the actual low-hanging fruit.
1: Well, and, and Steve, here's the thing is, right? So very much like data, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's, here's where the similarity is with your business and, and what you're hoping to accomplish and say with data and that investment. And that's exactly what this is, right? Yep. This is an investment into the long-term cycle of your customer because we both know, right? Like you said, you buy within what? Three year segments, cycles. Yep. So it's yep. like, hey, listen, if, if your customer experience and your customer engagement process starts the moment before they buy and you've got to make that continuity connection happen from a fixed op standpoint to, you know, service, continue to make sure that's happening, to get them back into that loyalty, you know, piece to get them back into the dealership, right? You have to make that investment day one and continuously through the entire three-year process. And
0: this has to then be- And you're only as good as your weakest link, right? That's that's right. And you gotta (laughs) Imagine all these little moments. You have to get every one of them right. But one of the most basic ones is you have to stay connected. That's right. You know, if you take a look at it, nobody's communicated with me at all. Three separate dealerships, three separate processes. Nobody's communicated with me. What should be the first thing a dealer communicates to their customer after they buy a car? What about not an oil change special? Right. What about thanks for buying a car? From How do you us? like it? Welcome yeah. to the family. That's right. We're looking forward to being on this journey with you. Why, Albert? To put a clear stake in the ground that selling you the car wasn't the end; it's just the beginning. What about a push notification from the service director, not selling anything, but informing their new family members on how that dealership can uniquely support them on their ownership journey better than anybody. We're purpose-built to do exactly that. Let me show you how this relationship can be. Yeah. Or what about an oil change special? Or what about the value of the I products you didn't buy and having them accessible? Or what about a community event sponsored by the dealer where the dealer actually wants customer participation yep. in those events? Why not? But again, well, we, need the, we need the platform to be able to do it. One of our magic pieces is we do F&I digital engagement better than anybody. We sell F&I products digitally better than anybody. In fact, we're alone in this pursuit of having both the sales and service of F&I on one unified platform. But digital messaging with push notifications, replacing random text messages and junk email and junk phone calls. It, it, again, these methods that we use are ridiculous or a loyalty program in a form of digital rewards. This is a simple thing. So if you, yep. if you take a look at every dealership, every single one has a why buy here value proposition, Albert, every single one. Right. But how many of them have a why return here? Value proposition. It's missing. It's missing. You know, we're filling in these vacancies that our industry can continue to refine the hell out of the sales process, and they should. They can continue to refine the hell out of the service process, and they should. But until we connect this gap in between the two, we're always going to get exactly what we get, which is more of a transactional based business than a relationship based business. And again, I know this will ruffle a lot of feathers, people <laughs> say we're in a relationship business, that's right? Are we? And that's the thing that we have to really take a look in a mirror and say, we're really are the metrics, the KPIs are all about transactions. Well, before we began, customers come back,
1: that's right. And before we began uh, the call, you, know, you said something uh, extremely insightful, you said, um, technology should enhance The consumer experience, right? Not replace the consumer. Yeah, just you know, this
0: is really simple. Remove the long-standing pain points, so we can make the in-person engagement desirable. Right. That's what we're doing, right? And the other thing, again, we have a strong connection on this between data and technology. I said, I think before the call that data without process, my friend, is just data. We have plenty of that out there, right? Right. And processed without data is misguided. That's Put the two things together and we have something very, very valuable. And again, we don't need to predict what a customer will do. We need to inspire their action through the connections that we make. What I
1: like about what your dealer experience, YDE is doing, um, is it's going back to the basics, even if you think about it, right? Um, and you and I have fostered and nurtured many relationships in our career, right? What are yep. some of the best things that we do to keep those relationships going? It's picking up the phone and saying, hey, man, just wanted to tell you, I was thinking about you or, hey, Steve, h- how was your you know, event this weekend? Did you crush it? It's not, hey, do you want an oil change? Hey, you ready it for Can't, a- can't yeah. You know,
0: if every, if every attempt, first of all, in my instance, which I think is a lot of people, If there's zero communication after I buy a car, why the hell would I come back?
1: Right, The the
0: transaction's over and clearly you're not interested in anything beyond. The methods of using even a service BDC to somehow some way down the line a week, two weeks, a month, six months to try and pick up the pieces when they're due for an oil change, equally misguided. If you appreciate my business, say so. That's right. Thanks for buying a car from us. Welcome to the family. We're looking forward to being on this journey with you. Again, to put that clear stake in the ground that this isn't the end, we're just getting started. Or let me inspire you about how passionate we are and how purpose-driven we are to support you on your ownership journey. We have a team built specifically for this experience. You don't need to go anywhere else. Let me show you how we can support you better than anybody. And the truth is the selling dealer can support the customer better than anybody. But why are people defecting? Why are customers defecting at such a high rate? Right. Again, remember, customers will pay more money for a better experience. It's not always about being the cheapest thing. But if we don't convey the value proposition of why come back here. And that can simply start off with, Hey, we appreciate you. That's right. You had a choice. Thanks for trusting us. That's right. We take that very seriously. People are inspired by that. Yes, they are, but we're missing the ability to do that. And then it's not just if Albert, we communicated, but how, you know, people have this false sense that if I send them a postcard, yes, a postcard in the mail on their birthday that that's gonna make some kind of-
1: Meaningful connection, connection. right, yeah, no.
0: Or text messaging, you know, text messaging, we do all the time, right? But we text message with people we know. That's right. What happens when you get a random text message? Because the dealer's information isn't on your smartphone address book. That's right. So when you get a, a random text message, even worse, if you're using a text messaging platform, and the phone number comes over as 23-09. Who's engaging that? No, absolutely. You know, our society at every level is conditioned like, hey, if it's random, delete it. Because yep. you don't know what's going to happen if you click on that link. Well, and, and, um, and here's the we thing. Need, is- we need to do it where it's more organic and native. So our platform, because we're app-based and we're iOS, Android, and web application, push notifications. These are native to the phone. We know what notifications are. You missed a phone call. You missed a text message, a sports car with ESPN app, a weather update with weather bug or whatever. Imagine your customers getting a message that says, hey, did you know, or a thank you. And it's branded from the dealership and you can read the message. You can go into a more stylized message. Those messages can have links so you can communicate back or go directly to the dealer's service drive schedule or wherever you want them to go. But we have to connect the disconnected parts with an effective process if that's ever gonna be a reality. And again, I think our industry is doing a lot of things right. Albert, as you, you know, again, yeah. said very brilliantly earlier, dealers are deploying tons of energy and tons of money to do it right. The problem is are those individual silos causing more of a problem than they're solving? with okay. this disconnection in the ownership journey.
1: So, you know, for those that are listening out there, um, Steve, if if I'm, I want to put those dots together, right? I mean, we all say it, right? I want that lifetime yeah. customer. I want that brand loyal customer. I want to sell them once, twice, and 10 times. Um, so if I'm listening to this, how do I, how do I begin? What do I do? Tell me, I mean, is there, is there a secret sauce? I, I hear that we have the, the application with your dealership experience. Is that where I need to start? I mean, what's you know, the it starts,
0: next? it starts. Um, I think like any um, I'm not familiar with, I know the AA program has a 12 step thing. And I think the first step is <laughs> acknowledging you have a problem, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: First step. I got, I think, problem.
0: I think, right. yeah, I think this is the, the, the sobering topic for our industry is no matter how good you think you're doing, in F&I, in sales, and service absorption, no matter how good you think you're doing, could you be doing better? And in many cases, could you be doing much, much better? Right. Um, this is, again, filling in a vacancy where we don't have to replace an incumbent anything. You know, we've built our platform to plug and play where the integrations are already done. Keep your F&I providers, keep your F&I products, keep your reinsurance position well, why the hell are we limiting the sales and all the associated consumer loyalty benefits to just the F&I menu presentation alone? It's ridiculous. So again, when we install in a dealership, and Albert, frankly, in less time than you and I have been on this podcast today, dealerships are like, stop, how do I get started? Right, Because we're filling in a vacancy that's highly, highly desirable because Mm. it has direct linkage to the mission I mentioned in the, the mission I mentioned in the beginning, which is more revenue, more meaningful customer retention. Um, if you want the lifetime customer, you have to earn it. So most you know the first step, Albert is acknowledging that the need exists. Yep. Um, the rest is pretty simple. Um, we're really easy to adopt. We're not asking a dealership to change their DMS platform, to change their FNI menu platform, to change their FNI providers. We're simply saying, should these benefits and all of the touch points reside beyond just that micro moment? And I'm certain of the answer. We have thousands of dealers today that are equally certain of that answer. And for well, the really cool thing with us is it's even like engagement on a service drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, with F and I products. If you want to hear of profanity, ask uh, a service <laughs> advisor how they like dealing with third-party administrators. It's not a great experience. And no. it's no fault of the third-party administrator. It's just every dealer has to navigate multiple third-party administrators. That's right. So it's challenging. But imagine this: so a customer who never read their service contract, never read their warranty, but they bought it from you. Mm-hmm. Um, they come intuitively back to the dealer many times unannounced to the service drive and say, Hey, I bought my car here. I bought a couple of F&I products. I need service support. Albert, this should be a moment of great customer retention. It should be golden. Yep. But right now, our industry doesn't equip our valuable service advisors. Service advisors in that moment, get ready for this, have to say, okay, what products did you buy from us? Mm-hmm. Do you have a copy of your contract a copy with you? Of your, yeah, Do you? You know have a what copy of the contract. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the customer's thinking or saying, time out, I bought this from you. Right, you so tell you me what I am, right. And this puts what should have been a golden moment for retention and turns it into a relationship dilution. Right. It's, it's frustrating for the service advisors, it's not fair to them. No. So in our platform, among other things, is that service advisor equipped on their desktop or an iPad or even a smart device can say, No problem, let me scan the VIN barcode. We hit all the APIs related to the third party administrators to show the service advisor, Here's all the products the customer purchased in one view, even if there's multiple administrators, and then give them a fully digital path to deliver service from it right at the point of contact. It's now, talk much simpler, about much an
1: amazing customer experience,
0: right? To be able to say, well, you know what? It, now, now it's like, hey, I did buy something legit. They're actually prepared to service it. That's Where amazing. even the titans in the F&I product provider, and again, I want to say, Albert, because I honor these folks, they provide a very important role creating these profit centers with F&I. I honor them every single day. 100%. But their service mechanisms of 1-800 numbers and phone queues and call hold wait times and manual claim processing or an app that only works with one product or one provider or an online claim form that leads to a phone call anyway, different for each provider, Right, that's archaic. And frankly, our industry and these third-party administrators are spending the most amount of money doing it the least desirable way. This is no longer acceptable and nobody should accept it. So for even a third-party administrators, a good deal is only a good deal when it's good for everybody. I don't want them to change their products. I don't even want them to change their backend admin platform. We connect all the parts via the APIs to empower a much better experience, not just for their dealers and for their customers, but for the third party administrators too. So they can take a claim digitally with better data accuracy faster and they didn't have to take a phone call and they didn't have to do manual claim entry to get the thing started. Talk way, about way overdue.
1: Yeah. It's just incredible. I mean, I like I love the platform, I love what you're doing, and you're solving the problem. And and like you said, I don't need to replace, I don't need to boot out an incumbent. I just, if you've got the problem, which we all know that we've got the problem, you've got the solution that plugs and plays, and it's gonna in from a customer experience. I mean, I can't stress this enough. If I walk in there with a real issue that's plaguing my vehicle, and you can help me solve for that right then and there. I walk away feeling satisfied and resolved. Guess where I'm coming back, right? You, like you said, you turn that golden moment into a long-term Old school others.
0: thinking, Albert. Um, you know, some people listening to this might say, okay, that's great. You can sell F&I products beyond a point of sale. You can service them digitally, even with multiple administrators in one platform. You can communicate with customers with push notification, and you can do a digital rewards program to incentivize a customer loyalty to return over and over again. Right. Some people ask, well, if you make it so easy, is my reinsurance position gonna be harmed because it'll be easier to file a claim? That's such an old school, oh, ridiculous thing. Yeah. That. So first of all, what I tell people is even with great technology and even with great experience like we deliver, I cannot inspire a mechanical breakdown. I cannot <laughs> inspire total loss. These things are gonna happen with or without me. What I can do, is connect the disconnected parts of the ownership journey and make that process much better, leading to more revenue and more retention to the dealer and better satisfaction for the customer. Isn't that what we're trying to do as an so, industry?
1: A hundred percent. And I got to tell you, um, if, if, if I'm a dealer and I'm hearing this right now, I want to, I want, I listen, I, I don't know why I wouldn't want to at least have the conversation with you. So you know, for time's sake, how would I do that? How would I get a hold of you? What's the next steps for me as a dealer? I want to I want to get with the, the your dealer experience.
0: You know, we have a great team, but point of contact. If you go to LinkedIn, is a great place. A lot of people are on Strategic DX. Your dealer experience is our company page. My name is Steve and Apicella. Um, you can do Steve at Strategic-DX.com is my email address, or go to Strategic-DX.com website and fill out a form there and learn more about us. DX, by the way, and strategic DX stands for digital transformation. Mm-hmm. So our company name is strategic DX or strategic digital transformation. Digital anything, just to say you're digital is not the right mission. No. Strategically applying digital transformation that improves the in-person engagement, removes the longstanding pain points, which lead to more revenue and more retention, we for doing that, we're doing the right thing.
1: Well, you're doing, that's
0: what I love. You're
1: yeah. doing you're doing great things and and Steve, I'm I'm excited to 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 work with you and thank you again for the opportunity to share your mission and your vision and your passion.
0: Thanks Albert. Thanks everyone. Yep. Bye.